Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, hello everybody at our Hills family. How are we doing today? If you're new with us, my name is Miles. So I'm the executive pastor and my role is I bring spiritual oversight and leadership into our church, but I also pastor our pastors. We've got seven amazing pastors and I wanted to sort of share a little bit about just what they're doing and how they're going because they're so influential, so important and they're available uh, for all of you. Firstly, we have Sanjeev and Jocelyn. They're our associate uh, location pastors. Uh, Sanjeev is like a brother of mine. He is just an amazing um, man of God. They, they have this ability to do life really well. They're, they're very accomplished, uh, grounded. Um, Sanjeev uh, has had so much experience. And I just think the world of Sanjeev and Jocelyn, Bonnie and I, we get on so good. We're kind of in the same age and we, the kids are the same age. And I just praise God for uh, Sanjeev and Justin. They're the point people um, when I'm not on the ground. Now, Sanji preached last week and it was a powerful message. And you can go on YouTube if you haven't seen it, talking about the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was that message that God stirred in me to sort of shift my message today and build upon what God had, had, had used, uh, spoken through Sanjeev last week. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Sanjeev has the gift of faith. Uh, he also has the, the gift of discernment. He's, he's streetwise. He's very discerning. And he also has the uh, gift of words of wisdom. Now, Jocelyn, she is a beautiful woman of God. She has the gift of mercy, uh, the gift of ministration. She also has the gift of keeping Sanjeev in line. Now, my wife, Bonnie, has that same gift. So praise God uh, for those uh, gifts. Uh, we also have our pastors, Ben and Anna. They're our creative pastors. And I'm just so thrilled with what God is doing. The Holy Spirit is moving. That We're being spirit-led. And Ben and Anna are really hungry and leading the way in our creative space for that. Ben has the gift of teaching. He's a teacher of God's Word. Anna has the gift of exhortation. But she's also an anointed worship leader. And, and I'm just so grateful um, for what they bring to our church in those creative areas. Um, we also have Pastor Ellie. Pastor Ellie is a mighty woman of God. She leads our youth. Uh, Pastor Ellie leads our uh, Bible college as well. And, and she has a spiritual gift of shepherding. She's a very strong woman of God, has wisdom beyond her years. And we're so thrilled to have her in our church. And then Dala and Michael, uh, they are leading our pastoral care. Uh, they lead our life groups and our kids' ministry. Uh, Dala has the gift of shepherding. Uh, Michael has the gift of, of service and helps and craftsmanship. And today, the, together, they make this powerful couple um, with, with, with such a call of God on their life to pastor. I'm amazed how they've built teams 
and if you look at the kids team, there's, there's something like uh, 45 uh, leaders who serve in the kids team. Uh, there are 17 life groups that we have and we're launching more. Um, there is about a dozen in pastoral care ministry. And so praise God for, for both of those. So I just wanted you to hear my heart. We have some amazing pastors, seven of them on the ground, uh, seeking God, praying, leading. And I ask that you would pray for them, support them, encourage them. Um, we have such a great future together as a church. And I just want to honor and recognize the great pastors that we have in our church. Let me pray. Father, I pray for our pastors. Would you bless them? Would you anoint them? Would you equip them? Father, would you help them to, to lead and have that capacity to keep their relationships strong with each other and their children and, and, and all areas of their life to flourish? We pray for them. We bless them in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. All right, today we start a series called Relationships, and I want to start by telling you about my best friend, my best friend, uh, my best friend. He's been with me uh, for 43 years. Uh, we've done life together. He was with me when we hitchhiked around Australia at 17. Uh, he was with me when I kite surfed from Australia to Papua New Guinea. That's a long way. And uh, he was with me for 15 years uh, in America when I lived over there. This friend has always been with me. Uh, I can rely on him. He supports me. Uh, he never leaves me, even though I support the Manly Sea Eagles. Because I was born in Manly Hospital, <laughs> he still serves and, and works and, and, and just loves on me, uh, irregardless. Um, I first met um, this best friend when I was 10. I thought I was going to a circus, but it was a big tent at French's Forest. And I, I really didn't know what was going on. Uh, my background, I'd never been to church, never heard the Bible, never knew about Jesus or anything. And so it was all this stuff going on. And I later found out it was what they call a crusade. And everyone sort of went up the front at the end. I'm like, What's going on up the front? A little young, inquisitive 10-year-old. I'm like, I'm up the front too. And I don't know what I was going for or what I was signing up for, but it was at that moment I had an encounter with the living God. It's still real to me today. as, it, as it, it almost like it happened yesterday. I just sensed this love, this presence, this power. I felt like I was floating. I felt like... Uh, an, an hour like was like a minute. It, it just was amazing experience um, that, that I had. And, and I began to have this, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I began talking to this force is all I knew it was. And no one explained. Actually, the janitor kicked me out at midnight at the tent and I didn't even know where my ride was. I had to get home to Monavale. And anyway, uh, I found my way home and I just kept talking every day. And it was only a few years later that I discovered it was the Holy Spirit. And today, 43 years later, every morning, the very first thing I do when I wake up is I talk to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is my closest friend. He is real. He, he's, he's personal. He, he, he's always there for me. I share things with the Holy Spirit. I don't share it with anyone because no one would care. <laughs> He's, he's relentless in his love and his acceptance. He, he's a real person. And here's the good news today. 
the Holy Spirit wants to have that relationship with you. That that's his purpose. That's his role. And that's what we're going to learn about in God's word today. John 14, 26. But the helper, who's the helper? The, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Uh, some translations in scripture, instead of helper, they use comforter. Some use doona. No, they don't really use doona, but I thought comforter, doona. Uh, but the, the, the Greek word is actually parakletos. So parakletos means to call to one side. It's like an assistant. The, the helper, the Holy Spirit, is to be called to one side to do life with the spirit of God in Job 33 40 has made me remember when Genesis uh, was the the breath of God that breathed into mankind that brought him to life it's the spirit of God that has made me the breath of the almighty God gives me life so the Holy Spirit has made you but more than that the Holy Spirit wants to do life with you the Holy Spirit wants to walk and talk and, and, and just be part of your world, your every day. Think about it. Where, where is the Father? Well, the Father is in heaven. Well, where is the Son? Well, the Son is at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Where's the Holy Spirit? He's here. Right here, right now, beside me. He's beside you. He, he's present. He's on this earth with us. Uh, John 16, 7, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus says, I've got to go away. Why? For if I don't go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, he will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. What about you today? Is the Holy Spirit real to you? Is the Holy Spirit walking with you? Are you talking to the Holy Spirit throughout your day? His purpose, his destiny uh, from the Father in heaven was to be sent to earth to do life with you. He should be your best friend, your closest friend, your number one relational friend on this earth. I feel I'm more dependent on the Holy Spirit than ever before for my marriage and parenting my kids and leading our churches, I need the Holy Spirit. And so today I want to talk about how, how do we walk with the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit isn't an it. It's not a vapor or a wind. You know, it's not a fire. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is real. He has a personality and he yearns for a relationship with you. Catherine Kuhlman was a mighty woman of God, one of the, the most famous healing evangelists. It was said that in her meetings, in her crusades where there were healings, she would plead with agony. She would point her long finger and she would say, please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Please, she would sob with tears. You could hear a pin drop. Tens of thousands of people in this crusade. She would say, don't you understand? He's all I've got. 
I think we could learn from Catherine Coleman. That should be our attitude. Don't take him for granted. Don't take him lightly. Don't just check in on a Sunday. He's someone we honor, we reverence, we respect. We don't want to grieve. Um, we, 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 we treat with this highest honor and respect and, and, and can come freely into a relationship with him. Maybe once you've walked like that with the Holy Spirit, maybe you've had an experience with the Holy Spirit, but what about today? Are you walking with him? Maybe you've never known that that was a possibility. And sometimes we understand the father because we all have a dad and we sort of understand the son, you know, it's a person. But the Holy Spirit can be a bit mystical and we can sometimes lose track. It's, it's a real person. And, and our, our goal and his goal is we have a relationship and do life together. Uh, so often as Christians, instead of having a friendship with the Holy Spirit, we, we want to get gifts from the Holy Spirit. And I've got a graphic I'll put on the screen and there's all these people lining up for the gifts. I just shared the gifts of our pastors in our church. That's what we look for and we need these gifts and the help. But that's only part of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to be your friend first and foremost. Now, those gifts can come and there's those great benefits that he has, but it all starts with the priority of having this friendship, this relationship with the Holy Spirit. So how do we do that? Well, there's two thoughts today. I'd love you to write these down. Um, put them in your car. Write them on your mirror. Uh, let these two thoughts guide you over this next season that you can deepen and strengthen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Number one, we have to walk with intimacy. We have to walk with intimacy. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the what? And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. So fellowship in the Greek comes from a word kononia. You know what kononia means? Intimacy. So we're to have fellowship, we're to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Bunny and I have been married 28 years. Woohoo! And I'm talking to her more than ever before. We're, we're constantly with our five kids, uh, you know, planning mode. Uh, who's picking up? Who's dropping off? Who's feeding? Who's paying? It's just, it's, it's, it's relentless, right? And then with the churches, and there's a lot going on in our lives. Well, it wasn't always like that. When we first got married our first year, we, we were busy um, doing marriage, but not being married. What does that mean? Well, doing marriage, we had the big home, had the big job. Um, we were busy. We were all, you know, things were going on. We were doing marriage, but a year later we woke up and we're like, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. We weren't being married. Same with God. It's not doing the things that please him. It's being the person he wants us to be. And that is a relationship with him. And so, so often we sacrifice intimacy for busy. Let me say it again. We sacrifice intimacy for busy. We can apply that to all of our relationships, right? It's not busy that builds relationship. It's actually time where we can connect, where we can listen. We can be present. We can be there, intentional. I don't know if anybody has uh, the love language of quality time. Um, the, 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 uh, there's a lot I can say. My wife has quality time and I don't. Um, but I've learned over the years that there's a difference between time and time. 
I know, I, I, I don't get it either, but there's a big difference between time and time. See, my, my wife has taught me this. You, you, can, you can be with me, but that's not actually spending time with me. I, this is very difficult, and I'm not doing a marriage counseling course, but I want to help us understand uh, just being with someone isn't the same as being with someone. I'm, look, I'm trying to articulate this the best I can. Um, th there is a difference with quantity and quantity, uh, equality. Th there is a difference with just being with someone or, or, or being with someone. And intimacy is all about sharing your heart, being vulnerable, being open, being real, giving your absolute best. You see, the Holy Spirit is the most gentle powerful, loveliest, precious person on earth. And he wants intimacy with you. And that comes through quality time with him. Romans 8.26. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired of waiting, God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, is right alongside, remember, alongside, helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. Uh, he does our praying in us and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. This promise only happens when we walk beside him, alongside him, helping us along. That comes out of a relationship. That comes out of intimacy. That comes out of time. Spending time. I've got a friend of mine, Dave Hodgson. He's a founder and runs a $2 billion business that's global. And we were talking the other day and he says, Miles, I have a prayer day once a week. Like, How on earth do you find the time to have a prayer day? And what do you do in that prayer day? Well, he sent me a video of what he does. Take a look. I get asked that question so often about where am I going to go and pray? What do you do the whole day? Let's go. I'll show you what we do. Well, g'day ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the world's first virtual pray day. It's awesome to have your company. So what we're going to do today is head out um, into a remote area and as I've said during the lecture the reason to get remote is so that we can be isolated and be with the Lord and concentrate on, on praying and so on. Now the real objective for all of us, any one of you in business, is to absolutely hear back from the Lord. It's no good just going out there and praying and praying. We need to hear from the Lord and that's why it's so important that we can concentrate and spend the whole day out there. So. This is the camp setup. You've just watched me set it up in record time, but uh, it's not a big job. It's quite easy to set it all up. So I'll just walk you through it because everyone's going to pray differently. Um, my recommendation is you really get comfortable because it's a long day. Praying for a whole day is hard work and uh, we need, we're here to learn as well. So you might as well be comfortable. You might as well be in the shade. You know, we didn't have to walk far. It wasn't a hard effort. It's quite easy. So those of you that love the bush, this is going to work for you. Um, those of you that are more coke and buns people who like to stay in the office or whatever, you'll have your own prayer closets, your own style. Um, but you know, a lot of politicians, a lot of high achievers, a lot of significant business people, a lot of people in the marketplace are now praying, taking a whole day. Someone taking two half days every week to go and pray and hear from the Lord. And they all tell me they get really comfortable. How do we build intimacy with the Holy Spirit? We spend time 
intentional time. You may not be able to take a day off, but you can certainly get a morning or a night or an afternoon or a separate time to intentionally, intimately seek him. When was the last time you had that intimate time where you're just, you're real. You're just saying, Holy Spirit, here I am. Holy Spirit, I've got to be honest, I'm struggling today. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling flat. I'm feeling irritable. I'm, I'm just, it's just those real moments of, of vulnerability, authenticity, intimacy that builds this deep, rich relationship that we all need to have and can have with the Holy Spirit. N- number one, we walk with intimacy. The second thought today to build this relationship is we walk with surrender. We walk with surrender. You could say in Scripture, it's we yield to the Holy Spirit. James 4, 8. Come close to God and God will come close to you. The moment you surrender, the Holy Spirit will fill you. The the moment you yield, the moment you submit, the moment you say, I need your help, is the moment the Holy Spirit will fill you. The problem is we walk around doing life thinking that we know what's best and we do what we think is best and we lead the Holy Spirit out. There is this attitude of surrender, humility, of yielding that allows this intimacy and this relationship with the Holy Spirit to go to a whole another level. Don't let a day go by without a fresh surrender, a fresh yielding to the Lord. Paul wrote, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, even though my outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. See, Paul, rather than quitting when persecution was coming his way, rather than giving up and running, he concentrated on experiencing the inner strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. We talk a lot about pouring out of the Holy Spirit. We talk a lot about being spirit-led. It all comes back to a yielding, a surrender, where you say, God, your will be done. I'm not my own. I'm yours. Have your way. Uh, Paul says, I pray from this glorious, unlimited resources that he will empower you with an inner strength of his spirit. That this, this promise that we so often hear about of the inner strength, the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to us. It's interesting that power comes when we surrender and we yield. Uh, for me, I'm kind of a little bit independent, right? I just kind of like to do my own thing. And this is something I've had to work on. And I've almost had to stop myself in decision making. God, I yield to you. Holy Spirit, I surrender. Holy Holy Spirit, I give you room to speak into my life, to guide and direct me. I think it comes from my DNA. I'm I'm just an active, on-the-go type of guy. Let me give you an experience um, or an example. When you go on a holiday to a resort, and there are two types of people when you're at a resort. There's the pool people and the activity people. So the pool people, they sleep in. You know, they're the last one in the breakfast buffet. They hang out by the pool. They chill. They read. They have a little drink. They, they relax. They get a suntan. The pool people, you know who you are. Then there's the activity people. They're up at 6 a.m. 
that they've got the whole day planned. They've actually got it written down. They know the activities. They've talked to the front desk. They, they've got the driver waiting. Uh, they, they've got the snorkeling on hire. They, they, they go, 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 right? Uh, you know who you are. For me, I'm a bit of the activity person. But I believe if all we do is activities, it robs us from being in His presence. And I've had to intentionally learn. It's not the pool or the activity that wins. It's probably a blend of both. We don't strive for this relationship. We, 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 we surrender. We yield into this relationship. So often we want to control our kids and control our finances and control the church and control our life group and, and control everything. But the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life. He, he wants to pour His power, His presence out. But it comes when we yield. It comes when we surrender. It comes when we say, I can't, God, but you can. Because remember, He's our helper, the paracletos. You can't have a helper if you're not willing to be helped. So how do we build this relationship with the Holy Spirit to make Him the most important, closest friend on planet Earth? It's through intimacy and surrender. It's through spending time and it's through yielding. Today, I pray that your relationship with the Holy Spirit will go to a whole nother level because there is a power. Come on, church. There is the Spirit of God that wants to be poured out in your life, in your work, in your home, where He makes all the difference, where signs and wonders and miracles can follow, where it's not by might, it's not by power. The Bible says it's by my Spirit, says the Lord. I believe as a church, this is an area where we're entering in, where we're more dependent on the Holy Spirit than ever before. Where God, God Holy Spirit, where would you lead our church? Would you take our church? Holy Spirit, have your way. We're, we're intimate with you. We're, we're yielding and surrendering to you. God, God, would you have your way today as we seek you, as we worship you, as we hunger and thirst for you? Would you pour your Spirit out? In Jesus' name, maybe today you don't know the Holy Spirit because that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And with eyes closed and heads bowed, I want to give everyone an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. If that's you today, you don't know Jesus. He knows you. He cares about you. He wants a relationship with you. And He died on the cross for you so your sins could be forgiven. And then He left the Holy Spirit on earth to have a relationship to guide and direct you. If that's you today, you, you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, just boldly raise your hand wherever you are. Say, yeah, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I, I, I want to be filled and have a relationship with this Holy Spirit that the Scriptures teaches us. Let's all pray this prayer together. Jesus, let's pray it together. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Save me. I want to know the Holy Spirit. I, I, I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I, I, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I surrender my life in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.